You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. Play fake, going to roll right, dumps it off into the right flat to Michael Bumpus who bounces off a one tackler, gets inside the 40 down to the 35-yard line. Powered by Seahawks.com. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Now, here's your host, Nasa Chobi. Welcome into another edition of Hawk Talk, this time the preview edition looking at the Seahawks' next matchup with the Carolina Panthers. Seahawks coming off a huge division win against the Rams in L.A. They're back at Lumen Field this week and hopefully trying to get the monkey off their back and beat somebody from the NFC South. Yes, I know that sounds weird, but it's been a tough year in that division for the Hawks. So let's jump right into it. What's on tap? What's on tap? These Panthers bump four and eight, third place in the NFC South. They've lost to the Browns, Giants, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Falcons, Bengals, Ravens. They've also beat three teams the Seahawks have lost to. The Saints, the Bucks, and the Atlanta Falcons. How crazy is that, man? Isn't that weird? Yes, yeah, wow. That's weird. I saw that too, and I go, okay, New Orleans ran all over us. They beat them. Tampa Bay catches us in Munich on a janky field. They beat them. Atlanta Falcons was at week two or three runs all over us. They beat them, but you know, we both beat the Broncos. So that's, there's something in common too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take that. No, it's just a weird thing. Especially you wouldn't think that with not one of the stronger divisions in the NFC South, but bump the Panthers. They're coming off a huge win, beating the Denver Broncos. Like you mentioned after they just had a bye week but it's been a weird year for them this year. Coming into the year, they signed Baker Mayfield. A lot of people in Seattle wanted Baker Mayfield here. He does not. He goes to Carolina, wins starting job. Lots of reasons for optimism. Well, it's not gone great over there since. They start 1-4. and four. They fired Matt Rule as head coach. They fired the defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, special teams coach, Ed Foley. Steve Wilkes steps in as the interim coach. You know, they had an incident with Robbie Anderson on the sideline. He's yelling at coaches. He gets sent to the locker room. Boom, he gets traded the next week. Christian McCaffrey gets traded to the 49ers. And now Baker Mayfield, after losing his starting job, released on Monday. So it hasn't been a great year for the Panthers, but bump, they have won two of three. So things are kind of starting to look up a little bit. Yeah, and uh, last time they were on the field, they beat the Panthers and really took care of them, man. Uh, they were up 23-3 to in the fourth quarter. Sam Darnold made his first start of the year. He was 11-19, 164, one touchdown, also had a rushing touchdown. Didn't do anything crazy, right? Just a solid game for that guy. You got Foreman, who, has, who had 11, excuse me, uh, 113 yards and 24 carries. He's had four games rushing over a hundred yards. So you got to look after that guy and Chubba Hubbard. Is that how you say that name? That's a name for you right there. Yeah. Chubba. He's Chubba. from uh, Oklahoma state. He was the one, there was that incident over the shirt that they wore uh, with the head coach uh, mullet guy. Oh like, yeah. 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 So that's, that's Chubba. Okay. Yeah. So he can run the pill a little bit. All right. Chubba Hubbard, man. He has 65 on the ground. DJ Moore. Their best receiver had four receptions for 103 and a touchdown. And uh, they dominated the time of possession, 37 minutes to 22. They won the turnover battle and out getting the Broncos by 100 yards. The Panthers have struggled for most of the season, but they're playing some good football as of late. You beat the Denver Broncos, got a 100-yard rush. Sam Darnold takes care of the football for the most part. They got Chubba and Foreman running that rock, man. You got to respect what you're seeing. Yeah, it's been better. Two, when you win two of three, so they definitely got some confidence. They got some really good players that we're going to get into in the head-to-head um, and man up. But 
when you look at the stats, obviously, for the Panthers, offensively, it's not great. They're tied for 29th in total offense at 291 yards a game, 17th in rush offense, 116 a game, 29th in pass offense, 174 yards per game. Points per game, they're 25th at 19.2. Defensively, they're middle to below average, 19th in total defense, giving up 348 yards a game. 25th in rush defense, giving up 135 yards on the ground. And 14th in pass defense, giving up 212 through the air. They've got eight interceptions. They're actually minus four in the turnover battle. That's tied for 26th in the league. So statistically, Bob, nothing about what the Panthers are doing right now is going to jump off the page. They do have some really good players. But when you look at the numbers, it looks like the Seahawks have the advantage in almost uh, every category except total defense. Yeah. Um, defensively. These guys are better on paper. They got some guys over there. Brian Burns, I'm sure we'll talk about him later. Defensively, that's where they're going to hang their head on, right? Getting after the quarterback and running the football. So at this point of the season, honestly, Nas, man, I look at the numbers, but I'm like, all right, whatever, man. Five games left. Got to beat the Panthers. Starts right here. I learned last week, man, never underestimate your opponent. The Rams made it extremely interesting. Take a last-minute drive for Gino, the guys, to get it done. So I look at the Panthers as another opportunity to get a game and try to control your own destiny. No question about it. This is National Football League. Everyone gets paid. People show up, and that was clear as day the last two weeks, really, for the Seahawks. So we'll figure out about that. But we're playing the Panthers. Let's know the history. Know your history. Seahawks lead the all-time series 10-4 to over the Panthers, 8-3 and in the regular season, and 2-1 and in the postseason. Now, these teams are not in the same division, obviously, but for a while, it felt like the Seahawks played the Panthers every season. From 2012 till now, the Seahawks have played them nine times, and this team hasn't played them in two years. So that's nine matchups over a seven-year span. So you definitely got to know these Panthers over the years for sure. Seahawks in their mass matchup went down to Carolina and beat them 30-24 during the 2019 season. This game was Pete Carroll's 100th regular season win. Game's final score was closer than the actual game was. The Seahawks were up 30-10 to 10 with seven minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Scored on the opening three possessions. Panthers get a couple garbage time touchdowns. If you remember that game, I believe Josh Gordon had that crazy 53-yard fingertip catch. Russell Wilson yeah. was 20-26, 286, two touchdowns. Lockett went for 120 in a tud. DK had 36 yards in a tud. Bobby Wagner had 10 tackles, two passes defended, one INT. And K.J. Wright had his best uh, game as a Seahawk in the past game with two interceptions on that one. So hopefully we can channel some of that again because the Seahawks definitely have to take care of business against these Panthers. But before we get into that, we got to figure out what happened in the division. What's the word? Where my soldiers at? West side. Where my soldiers at? West side. And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? Those 49ers are finding out ways to win ball games, man. They're eight and four at the top of this division. Get the Seahawks right behind them at seven and five. The Cardinals are four and eight. And the Rams at the bottom of this thing at three and nine. The Hawks are still a game behind the 49ers. They possess the tiebreaker because of that week two win. Uh, but the Hawks really need to take care of the Panthers to stay in the race. Last week, the Dolphins played the 49ers in. Uh, it was their toughest opponent. Their dove is opponent, man. The 49ers and the Dolphins were going into this game. We're watching and we're saying, look, Dolphins, take care of business. Beat these 49ers and allow the Hawks to get a game on them. That's not what happened, man. 
Tua probably had one of his worst games of the season. They lost 33 to 17 to the Dolphins. Tua was 18 of 33, 295, two touchdowns, but threw three costly touchdowns and was sacked three times. He also lost a fumble late in the game that was ran back for a touchdown, but it did start good for Tua. He hit uh, Trent Sherfield for a 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. You're feeling good. They're up 7-0. I'm watching the score. I'm saying this is going to be the day the Niners go down. But from then on, the Niners were in control. They had a 23-10 lead heading into the fourth quarter. But then Tua found, of course, the cheated Tyreek Hill for a 40-yard 45-yard strike for a touchdown. That made the score 23-17. to 17. The Dolphins would get a stop on the next 49er drive, but were unable to do anything with it. They turned the ball over on downs. The Niners said, look, thank you for that gift. They scored two more times in the fourth quarter to a 16-point victory. Christian McCaffrey, one of the biggest acquisitions during this season, before the trade deadline, has been... Great for the 49ers. He had 146 yards and one touchdown, uh, but it wasn't all good for the Niners. Jimmy G went down with a broken foot. He's going to IR. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. They're saying he could be back for the playoffs. We'll see how that looks. So they relied on Mr. Irrelevant is what they call him. Mm-hmm. The last pick in the draft, Brock Purdy stepped in. He was 25 of 37, 22 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It's all about Purdy at this point. The 49ers have a defense that will keep them in the game, but can Purdy do enough offensively um, to put up points? Yeah, he's the one I'm really convinced of because here's the thing. When a guy comes in off the bench, the other team didn't watch film on them. They don't really know what to expect. They had a game plan coming in defensively. Obviously, you can make adjustments. There's that. It'll be interesting to see as the season goes along when defensive coordinators and defensive staffs have film on this guy and are watching him week to week. I mean, the Seahawks are about to play them in four, you know, next week, next Thursday. That's be a huge showdown. So it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts when uh, the whole league has film on him. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan's a great offensive coordinator, so they'll figure that stuff out. But, man, I was hoping the Dolphins help us out. Tua, come on, take care of the football. Two interceptions, a crazy <laughs> fumble. Come on, Tua. I thought you and Mike McDaniel had things rolling down there. We need a little help. Tua hurt me on this one, man. I was just, I'd never been a Dolphin fan my whole life until last weekend. It just didn't work out. Yeah, that was disappointing, but we'll see because the 49ers, they got the Bucks, which we know can be a tough opponent. Obviously, the Seahawks next week, Commanders, Raiders, and Cardinals. So, hopefully, the Seahawks take care of business against them the following week, but they're going to need the Bucks or the Commanders, Raiders, somebody to pop in and, and help out with the matchup there. But let's get back over to these Carolina Panthers. Man up. Hey, who is this? Man up on Hawk Talk. Well, we're going to start at the quarterback position, which has been an interesting up and down kind of seesaw battle there for the Carolina Panthers. Right now, it's Sam Darnold, but it definitely has not been that way all season. Obviously, Baker Mayfield goes there, wins the starting job, battling with Sam Darnold in camp. He started the first five games, didn't play very well. Then he hurt his ankle, and the uh, Panthers were forced to go with P.J. Walker at quarterback. Sam Darnold was also an IR, so they didn't really have any other options there. PJ was sporadic, did, did some things good, not some, some things not so good. He would start the next five games, and even when Baker Mayfield came back and was healthy to play, they continued to roll with Walker. Now, Sam Darnold, finally back after IR, was given a chance to start, and he did against the Broncos a couple weeks ago, and it wasn't the best game out there, but 
you know, it, it definitely was was better than some of the quarterback play they've had this year. He's waited a long 10 months to get that start, finally did. Looks like he's going to probably finish the year as the starting quarterback. Makefield didn't really do anything that wowed you. 1,300 yards, six touchdowns, six interceptions. P.J. Tucker, 731 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. Sam Darnold, we mentioned, you mentioned his stats earlier, 11 and 19, 164 and one touchdown. And our guy, Lake Stevens alum, Lake Stevens, who won the state championship recently, Jacob Eason is playing a little quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. He's gotten into a game this year, three of five for 59 yards in one pick. And Darnold Bump, you kind of know the book on him, three-year starter with the Jets. That was a dumpster fire. He gets out of there. I don't think all that was his fault. Gets into Carolina. Didn't have a great year last year. Started 11 games, 243 for 406, 2,500 yards, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Panthers, four and seven in those games. During his career, he has an 18 and 32 record with games he started. He's never thrown less than eight, 11 interceptions in a season and has never started more than 13 games. So, you know, and we have the whole seeing ghosts thing. I don't really know about Sam Donald Bump. We saw him at USC. I thought he was a great quarterback coming out. I don't really know what he is as an NFL player. He's been known to turn the football over. So it'll be interesting to see. He's had a lot of different coaches and a lot of turmoil on that side of it. So it'll be interesting to see. But I do know that the Seahawks need to get after him because he will be prone to giving you the football. Yeah, it's been a little um, little shuffling going on at that quarterback spot over there in Carolina. But you know where there hasn't been some shuffling. Over here in Seattle with our quarterback, Geno Smith versus the Panthers defense. Geno continues to have a great season. He had 367 yards last game. That's his fourth game going over 300 yards this year. That was also his career high in passing yards in a single game. That same game, he set a single season career high in passing yards with 3,169. He has six straight games with multiple touchdowns. That's the longest streak in his career and longest streak in the NFL this season. He has 10 games with multiple touchdowns. That's the most in the league right now. He only has seven of those games his first nine seasons. uh, He also replaced Seneca Wallace for eighth on the all-time list for passing touchdowns, passing yards, and completion. Gino now has 22 touchdown passes on the season. 22 of those things, man. And he's leading in a bunch of categories, leading or near the top, I should say. Um, he leads the league in completion percentage, 72%. He's sixth when it comes to passing yards. He's fourth when it comes to touchdown passes, 22. He's second in QBR rating, 108.7. He's fifth in QBR at 64.8%, man. This guy, Gino, is having a heck of a season. He's taking care of the football. He's pushing it down the field. We saw a 40-yard reception last week, 40-yard and 36-yard reception, so they're opening up that game. He's going up against the 19th-ranked defense in this league, so we'll see how he fares, but there's nothing I've seen so far this year to make me think that he's not going to have another fishing game. No question about it, because at this point, we just have to expect it. That That is who he is. He's shown he's, he's done it. He checked the final box with the last-minute, two-minute drive. He's done everything he can this season, so absolutely bump. Totally agree with you. Expect nothing but greatness from number seven. Now looking at these running backs for the Carolina Panthers, Dante Foreman and Chubba Hubbard going against the Seahawks front seven. The Panthers have the 17th best rushing attack in the NFL going at 116 yards per game. They're led by former Texans and Titan running back Dante Foreman. Foreman has already played more games this year than in his five-year career, 12. And he's also been putting up really good numbers since the absence of Christian McCaffrey. He's got, you mentioned earlier, he's 400-yard rushing performance in the last six games. 
on the year, 126 carries, 563 yards, four touchdowns. Most of that damage has been recent. So he's not a guy. I don't think he's Josh Jacobs. I don't think he's some of the running backs the Seahawks have seen this year. He's not Saquon Barkley or anything like that. But right now, again, it's not about what the other teams are doing. It's about what the Seahawks are doing because they're still struggling stopping the run. Last three weeks, they've routed 615 yards rushing, gave up 161 to the Bucks. 283 to the Raiders and 171 to the Rams. The Hawks' run defense looked better against the Rams after a little bit of time because they were getting gashed on the perimeter. Once the Seahawks kind of made some adjustments, that definitely slowed down, but the damage was kind of done in the run game. So the Seahawks are 31st in the NFL, giving up 155 yards per game. And it's got to stop somewhere, and it's got to start somewhere. And it's a good week to start against the Panthers right from the jump because – that's one of the main things they can do, and you cannot let them run the football. Otherwise, it'll let Sam Darnold have a chance in this one. Yeah, you want them to be forced to throw that football. We talk about all the moving parts at that quarterback spot. So if you can shut down the run, I think you'll be fine. And you got to look after this dude, man. Brian Burns, the number 16th pick in the 2019 draft, is having himself a year. 53 tackles, 10 sacks, one forced fumble, and two passes defended. His 10 sacks are a career high, and it leads the team last week or the last time they played my guy got player of the week for the Panthers in the week 12 win over Broncos in that game. He had two sacks, a forced fumble and a pass defended. He is eighth in the NFL with 22 sacks over the last three seasons. Only one player from his draft had more sacks than him. Surprise, surprise, Nick Bosa. So he's in good company right there. You got to know where this guy is at all time. And also you got to know where my fellow Coog is Frankie Louvu, number two, on the Panthers and sacks with four, but um, he's a guy you got to look after too. Not as many sacks, but you know, he can get it done. So watch that guy. The Panthers are 20th in the league with 25 sacks. It's got the same feel of the Raiders game, right? It's a team that has a pa- uh, a dominant passer, a team that doesn't have a lot of sacks, a team with a bad record, but a team that can beat you. So if you add that run game with the pass rush from Brian uh, Burns and Louvu. Again, fear nobody, respect everybody, run the ball, and defensively. Yeah, no question. You don't want it to feel like the Raiders game. You don't want it to feel like Max Crosby, a guy who had a lot of sacks and the rest of the team didn't have a lot of sacks, and then he comes in there and still is able to disrupt the entire game plan. So let's not let us not let Brian Burns wreck the game plan, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Abe Lucas is not going to be sick. Charles Cross is right there, so I know those boys will be ready, but let's continue that, not have a game like the Raiders game. And then flip it to our side, the running backs bump. We, I'm not going to say we got a problem. We just have some question marks in that running back room for the Seahawks. We know what happened last week. Ken Walker gets his jammed ankle. Travis Homer was out with an illness. And the little knee sprain, DJ Dallas, Tony Jones Jr. were gotten through some injuries against the Rams. Pete Carroll talked about it today. We're going to have to wait and see, you know, Ken Walker, we're going to wait and see for him. We don't know what his status is going to be on Sunday. Travis Homer came back to practice today, which is a positive. DJ Dallas did not practice today, but we'll go and see how the week continues. So I'm not sure who's going to be playing running back on Sunday. Hopefully everyone's able to come back. If the Seahawks have to dip into the practice squad, Darwin Thompson and Godwin Abukwe is both available for this team. So, all I know, Bump, is whoever's suited up on Sunday, let's run that thing, establish it, keep it keep it going, just not make us one-dimensional. The Panthers don't stop the run very well, so whoever's running the ball, that goes in our favor. The Panthers are just 25th 
in the National Football League at stopping the run. But at this point, Bump, I'm just praying good health and K-9 and the rest of those boys are ready to play on Sunday. Yeah, ideally you want K-9 out there. You need Dallas to back him up and then his homer. And then, hey, don't sleep on Tony, man. Tony looked all right. He had a yep, couple yep. moments down there, picked up some key third downs. But you want your dogs out there. Uh, two dogs who've been out there all year and who've been balling are DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They'll be going up against J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson last week, Lockett had a buck 28 and a touchdown. DK had 127 and a touchdown. It was the first time two different Seahawks have gone, have had 100 yards receiving in the same game since they did it in week three of 2020. These guys should both go over a thousand yards so far on the season. Tyler Lockett has 66 receptions, 806 yards, and seven touchdown. Lockett needs one touchdown to set a franchise record with a receiving touchdown in six consecutive games. A quiet five, six games in a row, but that's what Lockett does. Defending these guys, you got the number eight overall pick in the 2021 draft, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. Only played three games his rookie season because of foot injury. In 10 games this season, he has 38 tackles, two interceptions, and five passes defended. The other corner is C.J. Henderson. He is a former number Overall, number nine pick in the 2020 draft uh, to Jacksonville this season. He has 48 tackles, one interception, three passes defended. These are young corners, man. They were drafted highly for a reason because they can both play. And uh, that's what happens when you don't win a lot of games. You get some high draft picks. But uh, that's between Jacksonville and the Panthers, all right? We don't we don't have those problems. <laughs> Hopefully, we get a high draft pick this year because someone else ain't having a good season. Uh, these Panthers are 14th against the pass. They give up 212. Per game. Now, all he has to do is average 170 yards per game for the rest of the season, and he goes over 4,000 yards. Let's go ahead and get like 300 this game. And with that bump, I will take that any day of the week. If anyone can do it, it's our guy Geno Smith. And that's a good segue to see how we're going to win this game, Pat the Victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. For me, Bob, it's about stopping the run. This is a top priority for the Seahawks. Improve they can get it done and get it done consistently. They've done it at times this year. They did a great job of it during the four-game win streak. They've had some success last week, but right now it needs. they need to get it figured out. They need to stir up stuff on the edge, and they need to be able to do this consistently. If they stop the run, especially in a team that's had so much turmoil on offense, so much turmoil throughout everything with quarterbacks and head coaches and all that stuff. Don't let them run the football. Make them one-dimensional, and I think the Seahawks can win this game and win big. And let's make Sam Darnold look like the guy that we know and love. You said my man hasn't thrown less than 11 interceptions uh, when he's the the main starter on a football team. I smell one or two coming on. Let's go ahead and let T. Wu get in front of the league and lead the league in interceptions. He's tied right now with numbers with six of them. And let's go ahead and get Quandre get number three. If he gets number three, that's something like like five seasons in a row with at least three interceptions, something crazy like that. So let's make Sam Darnold be the guy that we know. And on the flip side, let's protect. Our quarterback, I mentioned Brian Burns. He's our best pass rusher. Um, he can't be a Max Crosby. Max Crosby came in and just wrecked stuff. I'm going to give him my boy Abe a pass because he was sick. All right. We all know how it is to play sick, but we need this defense, this Panther defense, to look pedestrian, to look mediocre. Let's make it happen. Absolutely, Bump. Couldn't have said it better myself. 
and take care of business, man. Take care of business against the teams you're supposed to beat. You're at home. You're at Lumen Field. You're not supposed to lose there. The Seahawks need to continue to channel all that energy from the 12s. Take care of business and get the Panthers and then get ready for that huge showdown on Thursday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers. But we're not looking past anybody. Seahawks got the Panthers on Sunday. Kickoffs at 125. You can hear us starting at 10 a.m. on your radios on Seattle Sports Station and the Seahawks Radio Network. Reminder, you can catch us anywhere. Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Sirius, XM, and more. He's Michael Bumpus. I'm Nasa Choby. This has been the preview edition of the Hawk of the Hawk Talk Preview Podcast. We'll be back with you on Monday, hopefully talking about a nice victory. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. It's been real.